Hey, this is Phil Yanov, and for this episode of the Tech After Five podcast, we reached right into the Tech After Five crowd and found someone who's had real success in using social media in enhancing their live networking outcomes. Can you uh, can you do that? Do you know how to reach in and create LinkedIn posts that get, I don't know, 8 million views? Well, Ashley Coleman's done it, and we asked her how she did it. Listen up. Hey there, Perrin Yanov here. The following podcast may contain bad words. It probably doesn't, but it might. Don't get me wrong. My dad uses bad words all the time, but you seem like nice people. And my dad tries to use nice words around nice people. If you happen to be a bad person who likes bad words, you might be disappointed in the following podcast. I know I was. Hey, this is Phil Yanov. Welcome to the Tech After Five podcast. And as always, I am sitting here with my buddy, Scott Pfeiffer. Hey, Phil. It's great to be here again. So thanks for helping me. But but we've got someone special with us today. We've got Ashley Coleman. Ashley is someone that I met actually at Tech After Five. You know, one of the things we are doing is talking to the people that we meet at Tech After Five. And when we get great stories out of them, we say, hey, come on, hang out with us on the podcast and tell us more about what you're up to. Does that make sense? Tech After Five is a great place to meet great people with great stories. Right, Phil? I feel like I should be paying you for this. <laughs> yeah, that sounded really good. <laughs> All right, Ashley Coleman, say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. All right, so quick pitch, just to kind of tell us uh, what you're doing now. I know you've done a bunch of things or done some things with your career. Um, what are you doing now? Yeah, so I am an IT consultant for a family-owned telecom company in Charlotte, North Carolina. And... Uh, you come to Tech After Five. I know you come in Charlotte. I think, have you been to any other cities yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greenville, Charleston, and Columbia. Good grief. That's like the whole thing almost. I know. Yeah. All right. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So we should have some kind of award for people to go to all of them. I probably do. I noticed that Ashley is already sporting the Tech After Five lapel pin. There's not a lot of those out there. Yeah, that was a strong move to show up with the Tech After Five pen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting rid of it. Like I said, it's going in my jewelry box at night <laughs> when I get back from the events. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, so why why is, I mean, one of the reasons we came after you is because you've got, you're a networker. I mean, you're clearly one of those people who understands the value of showing up face-to-face. Um, how did you come by that? I mean, why is this important? Why is face-to-face networking important to you? Yeah, no, face-to-face is very important to me. Um, I I think just being out in the public and making an appearance, being able to network, meet new people is something I really enjoy. And And so did someone bring you to that? I mean, was this something, I mean, as part of another job? Did someone train you and say, this is what we did? Or how did you know this is going to be a thing that worked for you? So when it comes to networking, I previously was an IT recruiter. So in order to find top talent, Usually I would go to networking events, especially, you know, tech events where a lot of these individuals would be, talk to them, find out a little bit more about what they do and their background. And that's just been a very great way for me to be involved in the community and meet other people. Do you find that it's helpful to go to um, these events over and over again, like build a presence there as opposed to just going once? Yeah. So, um, Every time that I've been to the Charleston one, I'll see the same guys. The connection is stronger at that point, and 
you know, it's always nice to see their faces whenever and know someone as well as meet new people. Um, so it's really growing your network. It can kind of be easier to meet new people when you've been there a lot and you know a bunch of the room, maybe people refer people over to you or you just feel more comfortable in that space. Yeah, no, you're completely right. What do you, for you, I'm kind of curious, and we've never had, I realize this might be a cold question. We're headed to another place, but I'm going to ask you, what do you do in terms of follow-up? I'm kind of curious about, you know, after an event, you know, how do you decide, all right, these are people I wanted to spend some more time with, have deeper conversations with. What is your follow-up? technique look like? Yeah, no, so when I go to a networking event, after I meet an individual, usually, you know, I'll get their, grab their business card. Um, the next morning, I'm typically pretty good about following up with them, whether we're an ideal fit, um, somewhere down the road, maybe, you know, it could work out. Um, the way I follow up is I'll shoot them off an email, have an executive summary of, you know, what I do, who tell where is the company that I work for, um, and I said, I usually try to end the email with, please let me know if I can help you in any way or connect you to someone um, and try to keep it, you know, light, simple, not push anything and, you know, let it form organically. Um, there have been times where I will not get a response and that's okay. Um, just knowing that I shot that email out there is really makes a difference. Do sometimes you meet people that you feel like are real hot leads, like somebody you think you can really do business with right now? And does that follow up? Is that follow up different? Yeah, no. I mean, if it's a hot lead, and usually it's already discussed when I when we meet each other. If we feel like, hey, there could be a partnership here, after I send the email, the next time we meet is not at a networking event. I mean, we're already grabbing coffee or lunch somewhere else. I've seen a lot of that. So, um, yeah. Do you? Uh, what I'm curious what you do at an event, what is your rhythm for an event? What are you looking to do when you walk into the room? It's just talk to whoever I see. Anybody that's in my site, I'm walking up to them. I'm saying, hey, how's it going? You know, have you been to this event before as a great starter, great opener? Um, and then kind of lead it into, so why are you here? You know, everybody's got a different reason why they're coming. Um, if it's a tech startup, they're looking for new ideas. If it's a programmer, IT recruiter, the list goes on and on. Um, so I'd try to uncover that first and for the most part it, or again, it kind of organically forms into, okay, is this going to be a good fit for me um, as far as networking and what, you know, while I'm there. I mean, it seems to come natural to you when you're there, right? I mean, as I watch you networking through a room, it just seems for you, those conversations seem to come naturally for you. I mean, you just, you move from person to person and you seem to have, I, I don't know if you've got a mission but you don't seem uncomfortable at all while you're doing this. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. The first time I, I did it, I was, especially when you're by yourself, you're not with a group, someone to kind of tag along, you go up to a complete stranger and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, but you've got to think, hey, this is a networking event. This is what you're supposed to do. And I, I mean, you can't really screw it up meeting someone else at these kind of events, you know? Yeah, everybody that's there is there to do this, right? Right, yeah. But, you know, it seems to me too, like you're sort of a natural, uh, people person and these conversations come easy whereas I think some other people maybe have to sort of pre-plan their questions or have specific goals like I have to talk to three people <laughs> uh, because otherwise they'll just sit at the bar and drink beer yeah um, 
<laughs> I was going to add. I know those guys. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I know those guys too. I was there thinking, and it kind of happens sometimes at an event. I mean, occasionally you have to come and sort of pry some someone either insert yourself into a conversation that they've got that you you know you'd like to be a part of, or you'd like at least to meet these people, right? Do you have a trick for that, um, or, or don't you do it? I mean, do you just like walk off to the next one? Yeah, no. I mean, whenever I go to a networking event, I don't really have too many. Ex it's, it's honestly getting in front of a lot of people at one time, trying to have that conversation, whether it's brief or we go into detail. Um, it's honestly, I'm there to... You just work in the room. Yeah, I'm just working the room. So one of the things I know that you about you is that you have used tools like social networking to kind of amplify this for yourself. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, no. So when I was doing recruiting on the recruiting firm that I worked for, they required recruiters. It was an executive search firm. Um, most of our candidates, they came from, you know, a LinkedIn primarily. So we would be required to post, you know, what position we're working on and, you know, try to cast our net in, in different platforms. But LinkedIn was primary and that's where we saw, you know, most of our success as a business. And as a, as a recruiter, I was able to, you know, talk with great candidates for different areas. I mean, LinkedIn's a great platform for business professionals. And so, when you did when you did that, then, I mean, is it just you'd post the position and it's like chumming the water? Everyone was coming towards because of the position, or did you have to do other things to make this more interesting for people? Yeah. So here's a few things. Um, if you are looking for a position, it, whether it, even if you post once a day, as long as you're persistent, you're getting, you know, information out there, that's good. For me, I would do, I would go a little bit above and beyond. So I'm not only sharing, you know, what positions I'm working for in this area, and I'm also sharing content. When I mean content, I mean, you know, um, tips to when you're looking for a job, when you're on a job hunt, if it's, um, if you're trying to be discreet about job hunting and just stuff like that that really I mean interest is peaks interest and people want to read that you know now did you um, is this content you're creating yourself is this content you're sharing with a comment I'll talk about that yeah no when I mean content this is stuff that I'm creating these are experience that experiences that I ran into you know whether or not you should tell a recruiter your salary um, when you're following up how to follow up I'm constantly posting that kind of stuff out there. Um, if I meet someone spectacular, I'm connecting with them on LinkedIn. They're reading the content. If they're looking for a job or not, they still have, you know, I'm still in front of them type deal. Great. Do you have a, an opinion on like the ideal length of a LinkedIn content? Do you like to, do you just write however much you have to say or are you trying to hit a specific sort of word count like 400 words or 800 words or 1200 words the shorter the better a good catchy you know first sentence first one or two sentences don't go into detail kind of pique that interest um you know add images or videos that pertain to it and just keep it short and sweet don't information overload don't do that and so did that work for you i mean is that yeah. the thing where you so talk about that yeah, so I actually had two posts that went viral. Um, one of them was talking about, you know. And what does viral mean? Viral is when you get a lot of views, I, I guess. I, it, okay, I was, I'm digging. Tell okay. me, so when you say, what was a lot of views for what you were doing at the time? 
Yeah, so a lot of views at that time. I want to say it was 8.2 million. That yeah. is a lot of views, no matter what time. <laughs> I think that's a lot of views. Yeah, no, it was. Um, and this was talking about, you know, there's different types of recruiting. There's contract hire recruiters. There's direct hire. There's executive search head hunters. I, I mean, and kind of explaining that so people know, hey, you know, if I connect to a recruiter, make sure that it's industry focused um, and it, it's a direct hire position contract. Just things to kind of inform people on. Okay, here's the deal. You just kind of dropped that there, right? I, I got like 8 million views on a LinkedIn post. All right, how did you do that? And how would you do it again? Yeah, no, honestly, it's personal experience. I mean, don't try to, it, with your connections on LinkedIn, don't try to, again, sell them anything. Try to post content that's helpful to them that you think that they would want to know. You know, if you're looking for a position, then try to aim content that's, you know, helpful to the to the person to the person reading it. You know, um, now I'm in telecom. I post a lot of things that, you know, those questions that I get asked during a discovery meeting. So, um, why would you go with this over this one? You know, hosted versus an on-premise. That's a question that gets brought up during a discovery meeting. That's stuff that I'm going to post out on there. You know what? kind of explain the difference and all of that stuff. Any questions that the customer has, because if they're thinking it, everyone else is thinking it. So usually that's my plan when I'm creating content. I mean, I, I love that idea, right? I mean, you know, people think, oh, I, you know, Phil's telling us, Scott's telling us, I need to post on LinkedIn. I don't know what to post. And you just made it as clear as possible. You listen to the, your customers and prospects and you listen to their questions and then go answer them for in a way that, other people might enjoy the answer, right? Yeah, no, you're complete. That's that's it. That's a great idea. Now, do you spend um, a lot of time trying to think about the, the title or the heading or the first sentence? Sometimes. I mean, honestly, I've, I've, I'm pretty persistent or I've, I'm consistent with my post that I pretty much know, you know, how to get something kind of catchy. Um, I don't spend too much time on it. It's just a post and I, I don't want to waste too much time throughout the day trying to create this little bit of content. So for you, how often do you, are you posting to something on LinkedIn then? To, so I'm not, point? yeah, no, good question. So I'm not posting four or five posts a day. I'm going on LinkedIn probably three or four times a day, different times of the day. It's not all during work hours. It's when I have some downtime, it's late in the afternoon or early in the morning. I like to check it to kind of catch up and, you know, Sometimes I get my news from it, but um, yeah, I try to at least post once a day, whether it's content that I'm trying to share for my personal benefit or either it's content of what's happening in the area. So usually I'll try to find something that's going on in Charlotte or in Greenville because that's where, you know, most of that's my territory. And also a lot of my connections are in those areas. So I kind of like posting stuff out there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, okay. and, and I think one of the things I'm reading from you is that, look, I'm posting all the time and I don't know which of these is going to go viral, but I'm always trying to be helpful. And at some point, some of them are just going to be so sticky that people are going to go out and share it with their friends. And I mean, the idea is to me, what I hear you saying is be helpful. And sometimes that being helpful is so helpful that people can't help but tell all their friends about it. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Um, 
what kind of stuff intrigues you, I guess, as you're looking around on LinkedIn and things today, you know, you're in a different space than you were not, you're not recruiting now, you know, you're looking at telecom, what kind of stuff is out there? You talked about geographically interesting kinds of things. Are there certain topics that are hot for you or things that you know that people are interested in think, look, I want to be more in this area? Yeah, no. So I guess now being in telecom, I'm way more, uh, I guess, looking out for technology trends trying to catch up on on that it's a uh, understand technologies evolving every single day so that's something that interests me um, professionally and it recently personally too um, I've just kind of grabbed an interest in it so whereas before with recruiting it was anything recruiting related now it's technology and just trying to learn how everything comes together is there anything you know, if you think about some of your more successful posts as you've done this over time, did uh, anything stand out for you? You said, oh, this is, a, this is something that's important when you're posting to LinkedIn. Here are some things you really do need to do. And it might be no. I mean, it, you may have intuited all of this, but, you know, does anything stand out to you? Like, this is what really worked for me. Yeah, honestly, I've, I have to keep going back to get as personal as you can. Um, you know, if, if you're in sales, the discovery meeting, those questions that are being asked, if, if those questions are asked, they're not the only ones thinking it. There's other ones who, you know, want the answer to it. We're trying to say, look, people are asking things all the time. And I don't know if that question's important or not, but if I just go out there and start answering these again and again, I will figure out which of those actually had uh, resonance for a much larger audience. Yeah, and the great thing with that is you can't really screw up. I mean, you've got every day to post something. LinkedIn gives you the, it, it, it lets you view how many viewers, it, it lets you be able to see how many viewers you have on that post or, you know, the kind of traction it's getting. So it's trial and error. And that's like awesome because it's a free tool to use too. Yeah. Do you find that when you, um make a post that gets a lot of views that translates into more people following you or more people connecting with you yeah yeah so um there's i can't tell you enough there especially whenever i did it recruiting a lot of people wanted to connect with you because you are a recruiter um i'm talking ceos for big companies not ceos but ctos coos hr director you know they want you to do a discreet search for them um they want they wanted to connect with me and you know, even with sales, you know, some of the content that I post are geared towards IT guys. So even if I've not met them, they're curious to know, okay, look, I saw this post, tell me more about this because I've got a client who is looking for this. Just tell me more. I, I want to know more information. So, so some of the advice I think I've heard you give is, you know, obviously listen well, answer the questions and keep showing up on LinkedIn. Is there other hints or other advice you would give people who would like to use LinkedIn as part of their business? Yeah, I know everybody that you meet with when you get that business card, I know I said that I follow up with email, I'm sending them a LinkedIn invite to everybody that I meet. I try my best to connect with them. I want to, you know, stay in front of them, stay connected. And that's one way that I do it. It's great advice. We talk about follow up. Sounds like your follow-up game's strong. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, good for you. All right. I think this is great advice. I mean, I like this idea. You know, it, it's simple. The good news is, is you're not asking somebody to do something that's super hard. Um, 
you know, all they got to do is listen well, answer meaning questions meaningfully, and do it repeatedly, and they will continue to attract themselves the right audience on LinkedIn, which they can then use to parlay into more contacts and hopefully whatever their business is. I mean, it's the people they're attracting the people they would like to do business with. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Phil, our buddy Richard Bliss says the key to social marketing is uh, persistent, predictable presence, right? But the thing I hear all the time from people is, I don't know what to write about. How can I, how can I write something every day? I have no idea what to write about. Well, she gives great advice on that. Yeah. Right. Listen, get, grab those questions and then uh, go out and do it. Yeah, your customers and your vendors are giving you your topics every day. Right. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Ashley Coleman, this is awesome. Thank you so much for your advice. Yeah, no, thank you. And we'll stick a link. I was going to say, the issue is, I'll like, oh, tell everybody, follow Ashley on <laughs> LinkedIn, which they could do, but it probably got a pile of follow. But finding Ashley Coleman might be hard because there's probably more than one person with that name on. Yeah. On LinkedIn, right? Right. But I know yours is, your tag, if I recall, it's like Ashley Coleman 93 or something like that is the actual tag at the end of your URL for LinkedIn. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. But uh, you know what? We can put a link in the show notes to make sure people get and follow you in case they would like to ask you more questions about this. Yeah, awesome. That sounds good. Thanks, Ashley. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank y'all. All All right. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We sure do enjoy putting these things together for you. If you can help us by sharing this episode, if you think this is fun, useful, amazing, Put it out to your friends. Let them know that you're listening. Get them involved in it as well. We'd love to have them listen to the show. We'd love to have them and you come to see us at our live events. Hey, by the way, if we're not in a city that you need us to be, how about you think about becoming a host of Tech After 5 in your city? Or are you connecting us with someone who would like to be a host of Tech After 5 in some other city? We are working on a program right this very moment to help other people run a Tech After 5 of their own. And you can find out more about that on the website as well. If you've got uh, feedback or questions, something you'd like to ask us about personal networking, about raising money, about being advancing your uh, tech career, then uh, be sure to use the uh, feedback and questions part of the Anchor FM app. So uh, leave us some voicemail and we will get back. We we're going to put all those together and uh, have an upcoming show where we answer your questions. Thanks a lot for listening to the Tech After 5 podcast. Share us if you can. Thanks a lot. Bye now.